0: This is Jeremy Tabak, reading Rav Greenberg, Understanding the Mystifying, the Red Heifer Commandment, and Every Other Commandment. Parashat Hukat, 5781. Our parasha opens with the quote-unquote strange rite of the Red Heifer. This was a central rite in biblical times, in that it enabled people, exposed to dead humans, to regain ritual purity and go to the tabernacle or temple, However, by Talmudic times, the understanding of the rationale and the process of the rite was lost. Traditions then built up around this supposed mystery to argue that this inscrutability was deliberate. In this framework, the Torah consists of rationally understandable commandments, often called mishpatim, but also of totally incomprehensible mitzvot hukim, given to teach us to obey instructions simply because God said so, without visible rhyme or reason. Later commentators pushed this approach to teach us that one obeys the Torah, no questions asked, simply because it is the word of God. I maintain that this direction of interpretation was mistaken, that the Red Heifer Rite was not an exercise in obeying the inscrutable. This ritual was, in fact, fully understood in biblical times. Furthermore, it is a fundamental principle of covenant that the commandments are given Not to train us to robotic conforming obedience in the service of God, but rather to improve people and their character traits. As such, they need to be explained rationally and clarified in presentation, so that people will fully understand which improvements they should work on to become a better human being and partner with God in living and applying the Torah to make a better world. The deeper truth is that the unfolding of covenant is the grand movement away from obedience, enforced by punishment, towards the human partner becoming a serious agent in defining the mitzvot and accepting these disciplines in order to live life on a higher plane. The steps of the red heifer ritual actually offer an example of a rational commandment that was fully understood in its time. Hukat opens with the challenge of overcoming the greatest state of ritual impurity, one caused by encounter with a dead human being. The human being is the highest form of life, therefore the human corpse represents the most intense anti-life. Contact with the corpse plunges an individual into an intense ritual impurity, which cannot be overcome by standard ritual purification, that is, mere immersion in a mikveh. Rather, one must be sprinkled by a liquid consisting of the blood of a pure red heifer, mixed with ashes of the cow, plus cedarwood, hyssop, and crimson yarn. If this is done on the third and seventh days, then the special purification rite is efficacious, so that the person freed from death and purity can enter the zone of holiness the zone of life dominant, which is the holy tabernacle or temple. To give but one illustration of the extent to which, by Talmudic times, the rabbis had lost understanding of the rite. One rabbi said, Even Solomon, the wisest of all mortals, could not decipher the red heifer's meaning. Hence the king exclaimed, I said that I would be wise, but it, meaning the red heifer rationale, was beyond me. All this became an ideological school that Torah is to be obeyed, and there are no moral, intellectual, or other criteria that should be exercised in obeying it. I stress the alternative school of thought. The Torah's instructions are given not to glorify and obey God, but to, quote, purify God's creatures. Therefore, the commandments had to be presented rationally, so people would understand them, and be able to develop their character or behaviours to meet a higher standard of morality and spiritual meaning. Thanks to modern critical scholarship and the work of Jacob Milgram in particular, we can recover the original meaning and rationale of the red heifer rite. Explains Milgram, the red heifer is a chattat, a purification offering, which in this case decontaminates death impurity. Blood, which is the carrier of life, is the decontaminant of death impurity. The blood, plus the ashes of the all-red cow also symbolizing blood, Is mixed with cedar wood, hyssop and crimson yarn to create a liquid which purges the death impurity. Part of the blood is sprinkled towards the altar to purge the tabernacle or temple. The rest is sprinkled on the impure individual, moving them from the zone of being under death's influence to the zone of life. This makes them eligible to enter the tabernacle or temple, the zone of life dominant and growing. In symbolic language, this is the repeated fundamental message of our tradition, that the human is to shake off death and act, work, and live on the side of life, and in creating life in the world. Milgram also points out that the single anomaly that most bewildered the Talmud, that the ashes of the cow purified the impure, but made the priestly handler ritually impure, is a characteristic of the chatat sacrifice in general. The death impurity is absorbed by the chatat, rendering the individual pure, but it itself is now imbued with impurity, and so therefore renders its handlers impure, Thus, the priestly handler of the ashes must immerse overnight to become pure again. In short, Milgram shows that the Red Heifer Rite made sense in the symbolic language of the Khatat system and was part of a conscious ritual proclaiming the commitment of God and the holy tabernacle or temple to help the individual fight off the encroachment of death and to turn them to the side of increasing life. This is in accord with the general thrust of all covenantal, one might say halakhic, behaviours to maximise life and to minimise the death or decay element in every life activity. This red heifer right was not imparted to teach people to obey orders even when they were incomprehensible. On the contrary, this right fits neatly into the overall goal of the commandments as a way of life, as an exercise in acting on the side of life. The red heifer right then, can be used as a model of all covenantal halakhic instructions, which are meant to guide the individual to live on the side of life. The individual needs to understand the logic of the instruction so they can choose life and be a mature partner in the covenant of tikkun olam, of improving life and of the quality of life in the world. This clear rationale applies to every mitzvah and every society and culture. Each commandment must be articulated towards upholding life and towards a greater human autonomy and partnership role. This is the way that mitzvot move us towards the goal of a final, universal triumph over all the enemies of life. Poverty, hunger, oppression, all forms of discrimination that deny the equality of the other, war, and sickness. An important part of religious instruction is to upgrade the individual human being, to embrace life more, to be more loving, more helpful to others, more self-respectful, more patient in understanding, more capable of restraint, which gives room to others to develop and express themselves. Every instruction, then, is not only to be understood, it is to be articulated so that the individual feels that their choice makes a difference. Their choosing life and maximizing its quality is part of an effort by a universal community towards transforming the broader society and the whole world towards a fuller life. The greater the autonomy and individual choice, the greater is the dignity and surge of value of the individual, and the more capable they are to play a role as an active partner in applying the covenant to improve the world. A person who absorbs the mitzvah in this spirit of participatory agency feels confirmed that they are an image of God, infinitely valuable, equal and unique, and therefore a legitimate and important partner in the covenant of tikkun olam. In turn, the partner is capable of applying the Torah's instructions to ensure that they maximise life in whatever culture is currently regnant. This also means that where applying the inherited patterns from past articulations will harm life or undermine the dignity of others, the partner has the authority to apply the norms in a way that enhances the dignity of life instead. Thus, in an egalitarian society, where women are fully participatory on an equal basis and fully eligible for leadership, the inherited, special but not equal status of women in Jewish tradition can be upgraded to honour the fullness of women's image of God. Similarly, all other participants, who traditionally are rated less than equal, be they based on sexual orientation or gender or based on disabilities or even on being non-Jewish, can be upgraded and articulated to honour the fullness of their life and their dignity as an image of God. It should be stressed that in every area of life, having full understanding, having the capacity to choose and affirm the specific behaviours, having the sense not of yielding to an inscrutable dominant power, but rather joining in partnership with a higher force to make a better life for all, increases the dignity and sense of higher purpose that gives life richer texture and deeper meaning and inspiration. This is, in fact, the lesson of the Red Heifer Rite. Shabbat shalom.